Today's reading continues from chapter 6. We'll begin at verse 12. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be apostles. Here are their names. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. They'd come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you, and when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. What sorrow awaits you who are rich, for you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now, for a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now, for your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds, for their ancestors also praised false prophets. In this reading today, we hear uh, from Luke as well as Mark. Um, They tell us how Jesus went up to a mountain to pray and that he prayed all night long before he came down the mountain and began to call his disciples. It's an important um, and unique characteristic that Jesus would spend all night praying before he made the decision to choose the 12 whom would follow him. As Jesus chooses the 12 whom he names as apostles, these apostles are divinely guided to be his followers by God's election. These 12 disciples are named as a connection to the 12 tribes of Israel highlighting that this is God's mission beginning in Israel. The twelve, however, are not judges, but apostles of the kingdom of God and of God's Messiah. Along with the twelve and many other followers, women, soldiers, some of the Pharisees, rich and poor, along with these twelve are others 
as Jesus came down from the mountain, he surrounds himself with the twelve, and then he's surrounded by these other followers described. And then next, they're surrounded by other crowds of people who gather around them. These crowds come from all over Palestine, and they have come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and have their evil spirits removed. The first part of the address in verses 20 through 26 is addressed to the disciples. This address will go on for many verses after our reading today. But we have in the first um, six uh, verses, seven verses, uh, we have this beginning of Jesus's address. This is again addressed to the disciples. The followers and the crowds also hear it, but it is particularly being addressed to the 12. Jesus speaks to them these blessings and these woes, these gifts and these burdens. This address is a two-edged sword. Who has left everything and who still clings to their resources and to their reputations? Jesus is announcing that those in need, those who desire help, those who have no ability any longer to fend for themselves, these are the most important and the most present in the presence of the kingdom of God. Those who have left all to follow Jesus are blessed because they have submitted to the reign of God in, in the Messiah. Jesus brings good news to the poor, to the hungry, to the grieving, to the disgraced. The plight of the poor is the main focus of the kingdom of God. It is not power, riches, wealth, but rather it is the poor, the grieving, the hungry. Then he is saying that those whose lives are full of blessings, the wealthy, the full, those filled with laughter, those who are honored, that these are actually, these people are actually in greater peril. Is our trust in the riches that we have accumulated for ourselves? Or is our trust in relinquishing control of these securities? Then Jesus concludes with a woe about false prophets. When he says false prophets will tell people what they want to hear and give them assurances based on their own security. Who are we listening to? And are we ready to relinquish all that we have, all that we are, our identity so that we can be found as a new creation in Christ. This teaching from Jesus does not offer a perverse glorification of suffering. That is not what is intended here. It's not supposed to be glory to be in poverty, to be hungry at night, to go to bed without food. It is not a sign of glory to be grief-stricken, to be a disgrace to others. Rather, it is a calling for us to surrender our lives and to submit to the reign of God. 
And whom will you trust? Will you trust in your possessions, in your accomplishments, in your being honored, in your avoiding disaster? Or will you trust in the cross of Christ who redeems you and re-identifies you no longer as a child of the world, but as a child of God. May God bless your reflection on this devotion for today. And may God bless your day.